0: all right let's do this let's do this hello hello welcome everybody glad you are here always good to see you on a wednesday night at 7 p.m mountain time that's when we do this glad to have you i'm dan your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com and we're here to talk about fish which if you're a geek like me (laughs) You can't get enough of. Want to give a quick shout out to my mods. Thanks, 54 Punchy and Lumpy Dog for being here. Appreciate everything you guys do for the stream. Um, Tech Turtle was first today. Awesome tech turtle. Glad to have you. Glad you're here. And uh, we've got a couple other mobs, <laughs> mobs, <laughs> mods that'll probably jump in in a bit. Um, I am using a new microphone and how to tweak a couple settings. So would you guys let me know if I need to turn the volume on the, on the mic down? Is it really like raspy or is it sounds strange? Like it's popping out or anything? Uh, if so, let me know on your end. It looks fine on my end, but until this uploads later. I'm not going to know what it actually sounds like. So if you would help a brother out, I'd appreciate it very, very much. All right. So today I've got a couple exciting things to talk to you about. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the new supplier that I'm using now. For those that uh, were not here before and haven't heard, I've been using a supplier for, I don't know, nigh on a decade off and on, I guess. And they recently, unfortunately, went out of business. Um, It's a tale as old as time in this industry. Although I did hear that they're for sale. So maybe someone's going to acquire them. I'm not sure exactly how that's settling out. Um, I'm a little far away from, uh, (laughs) from the big city where they're at, but anyway, that was really sad to hear, but the good news is I've, I've got a few other suppliers lined up. I always have several so that, you know, when something like this happens, I'm okay. It's always bad to put all your eggs in one basket, all your eggs in one mop, so to speak. So, um, you tell you about that uh, and show you what came in. It's not gonna be ready for a couple weeks, and as soon as it is, I'll list it. But I always hold fish for a couple weeks while I medicate them, fatten them up, and get them ready for you guys so that they're actually you know healthy and, and you have success with them. But I'm gonna tell you all about that and then I'm gonna give you a quick update. Jonathan's been super busy coding for getgills.com. Um, For those that don't know, that's a community sourced kind of open marketplace that my partner Jonathan and I own, which is a place you can go buy fish and sell fish. Uh, So if you have fish to sell, that's the place to do it. Anyway, we made some changes on that. We released a massive change on that a a few weeks ago, and we've been tweaking things and making things a little better. So I'll tell you about that stuff, and then we'll get to your questions and comments and get a, a geek out going, a discussion going. Uh, anything you want to ask or comment related to the aquarium hobby and we'll jump right in so to start with uh, some oh wait i have to see if it sounds okay it looks like people are saying it sounds all right um yeah okay actually sounds good cool um yeah i like this new mic so far i'm really happy with it the only thing i don't like about it if you get this this is a uh a samsung gt pro is what this is If you get this mic be aware that your speakers won't work while it's plugged in so you have to plug your speakers into the mic and everything sounds a little bassier like everything sounds kind of low on it so i have to fiddle with this still i just haven't had a moment and see if i can bypass that or change that Um, but the default just so you know is your speakers have to run through the mic so it, it. it's just a, a thing I wasn't expecting, but still, I think it sounds pretty good. All right. So place the first order with the new supplier um, last week and Monday, they came in. I ordered, I think 15 species or 16 species, something like that. And I got eight in, which is, you know, an okay fill rate for what I'm doing, which is importing through a trans shipper, basically um, the, the, they can't control what exactly is available. They just pass on the lists and we do our best, but at least they were able to get me half the stuff, um, which is amazing. So thanks to them for doing that. I'm not going to mention their names or I don't give away suppliers and stuff, but they know who they are and they know this is happening. So thanks so much. And everything looked pretty good. Now it's not that different from what I've been doing before because the the places this this new supplier gets their stuff is kind of the same as the old supplier got their stuff. In fact, this supplier used to be my rep, and my old supplier's company years ago when I kind of first started with them. Um, and yeah, I, I know him well. We're, we we were friends outside of business before we ever started doing business together, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's kind of nice to actually work with him again. So I'm pleased to be doing that and glad I could help him uh, with his new venture, which is starting this company. Um, So let me show you what I got. Okay, the first thing is a fish I absolutely love. These are the Burmese clouded archer fish. I have found them to be spectacular. They're peaceful. They don't bother anything. They can't easily swallow. Um, they stay in the upper regions of the aquarium, so they're great for filling out that surface area of the tank. That's kind of hard to fill well. Um, they eat flakes and pellets and all kinds of stuff. Is Until it falls down, you know, a couple inches past the surface, they'll eat anything. Once it falls down past that, they kind of don't swim down to get it. But anything that floats or stays up in the water column up high for a little while, they'll, they'll eat. They are not picky. They're hardy, too. Uh, they are just, in my experience, just absolutely bulletproof. Even in my soft water, I, I don't put any salt in. I do when I very first get them in. But after the first week, they're just in my normal soft water. They do great. No salt added. They, they are not a brackish water species, which is wonderful. So you can have an archer fish in a nice planted aquarium, which I think is cool. Oh, this is morbid. Look at, look at that nice picture. Jeez! Well, this has not been my experience. That is like right at the top of Google search. Holy cow. (laughs) That is just a morbid image. Um, And as far as I can remember, everyone that I've ever sold them to has had pretty good luck with them. I think there was one or two that didn't do well, like in the of, of winter when they got delayed and all that. Yeah, but if I remember right, all the rest are doing well. So that's that's species number one. I've had great luck with them ever since I started getting them in. I like them and all the customers that get them seem to like them. Then we got this isn't super rare, but it's super cool. Festivum cichlids. I love these guys. They're a great alternative to an angelfish. Um, they're fairly peaceful fish. They don't get too big. They've kind of got that compressed body uh, that an angelfish has. So good substitute for an angelfish. Another good substitute are like pearl gouramis, things like that. So got these guys in, they look pretty good. One has like a a smushy face. Um, So he, I don't know what genetics he's got, but one's got a little, a little smushy nose, but all the rest are doing great. So glad we got those. Then this is a tricky one for me. These are spotted headstanders. I really like this fish. I got a batch in a few months ago and you never saw them. I think I made an unboxing video, but you never saw them listed on my store because I never was able to get them healthy enough to feel good about selling them. They just didn't do well for me the whole time. And it was one of those cases where. You know, every couple days there'd be one down, no obvious symptoms, ran, ran all the obvious medicines through them. And when that didn't work, I started trying other things too, could not figure out the issue. Um, out of 100, 150, this is now six months later, probably. I think I have two left. So I'm, I did my best. But they didn't do well. So I'm trying one more time. Uh, This is uh, from a a different supplier um, than the previous batch. So I'm hoping they do well. I don't know, though, but I I hope so, because they're such a unique kerosene. I really love them. Then another uh, another good little cichlid is the keyhole cichlid. Again, you know, all the cichlids I get are pretty peaceful fish. Um, I'm not looking for any big bruisers or anything like that. So this is another one that can be kept in a community aquarium without too much problem. And I just think they're unique and bringing it back, going retro. These these used to be really, really common and a, a big favorite back in the day. But you don't see them all that often anymore. Then drum roll please. We need like the Darth Vader music. <laughs> We've got the Empire Gudgeon. the empire strikes back um i'm really low on these and so got another group in they're uh, they're a favorite for everybody just because they're amazing um in fact if you go to the get gills facebook page there's some uh video man my ear just started like itching like crazy oh that felt weird um and on the GetGills Facebook page, some customers have been posting video of the stuff of, of their Empire Gudgeons and stuff, and it's it's been really cool to see. There's a great video that was posted a couple days ago where the male's courting the female, and he's fully flared up. Anyway, gorgeous fish. My experience with these has been positive. They've been tough as nails, uh, which is good because they're very expensive. But they've been hardy, peaceful eat everything i i really am starting to just these are one of my favorite fish now now i don't usually do much with Corydoras, but i i got two kinds in because they were a great deal for pretty good looking fish this is Corydoras doors the long fin i've had several customers ask for these so i brought some in for you and then the other one that folks have been asking for and we only have two kinds of fish left we're almost done this part are the Pandacoris, just because everyone loves them. So people have been asking, so I got some in. And then Threadfin Rainbows, females, a whole bunch of females, and they look great. In fact, this is the best batch of females I've ever got in. They're not skinny, they're plumped up, they're healthy. I haven't lost any, none have shown, I don't think, anyway. If I there might have been one or two down in the bag, I can't remember. But um, I don't think I've lost any, if memory serves. I just don't want to lie, so I'm trying to remember specifically. As far as I remember, I haven't lost a single one, and they are fantastic. I couldn't be happier. Usually, when I get female threadfin rainbows in, and and that's all the fish, so I'll switch back. Um, usually, when I do that, it's a uh, <sighs> it's an ordeal because I think usually what they send are like really old spent breeders or something. They're just really skinny. Um, They're tough fish. Thankfully, even though they're like a a delicate looking fish, they're pretty tough fish. Um, They're hardy, but in the past they've come into super skinny and it takes forever to get them healthy and ready to sell. Um, and that's not just an isolated batch that happens frequently so and that's why I don't get them in as often as normal and why they're hard to find a lot of stores just don't get them in because they're sick of dealing with that but this batch I have high hopes for they look it's the best batch I've ever seen and isn't going happen but my hope is that not this Friday, but the following Friday. So pretty much two weeks from the time I get them, that I'll have them listed up for sale. And I do that because I ship on Mondays. So if I list the second Friday after I get them, then it's more than two weeks before I send them. And that gives me, you know, I list them on Friday and usually by then I have a good idea if they're doing well, but if anything does happen between then and that, that second Monday, Um, then I can still let the the buyer know, oh, sorry, these are new fish. Something came up. So I'm excited to have found a supplier that I think I can rely on a little more. Um, I plan on putting another order in this week as soon as I get the price list for this week. And hopefully next Monday I'll get some more. I'll get hopefully the stuff that I ordered that didn't come in. There's a fish I've been trying to get for months. It's called a crocodile fish and my hope is that it's actually a peppermint garami that's what I'm hoping trying really hard to get those uh so far after months and months I like literally ordering them pretty much every week for months uh, they haven't come in but I keep trying I'm gonna be uh <laughs> I'm gonna be so thrilled when they finally come in so that's the stuff that came in um and then the changes to get gills just really quick, um, for those that buy on GetGills.com or sell fish on GetGills.com, there's a couple things. One is we had an issue that we didn't realize, which was if you go to your account and go to customize. Let me show you this. Sorry, you weren't on there. If you go to your account and click customize, you can do something that's pretty cool, which is, you can customize what stores you see and what stores you don't so if um and this is just because when i'm when i'm buying fish on websites sometimes there's a store that i know i don't want to buy from maybe i had a horrible experience with them or maybe i just they're huge and so um in order to see what everyone else has it's easier if i cannot see them for a bit so when you go here, you can actually hide. Um, I'm going to pick my fish, so I don't aff- my store, so you don't offend anyone. So I don't offend anyone. Ugh. So if you don't want to see what's, what Dan's fish has going on, you click that, and now you no longer see it. So there, my store will now not show up for me under stores, right? So that's always worked. But what didn't work was the items from my store were still displayed under the products. And we didn't realize that till recently. So Jonathan fixed that. So now when you, oops, now when you hide a store, um, you don't see the products from it either. Now I don't want to actually hide my store for myself. So I'm going to change that. So that's that's one thing that we changed. The other thing we did is we've, we've helped a lot of customers transition to the new format where you have to have your fishing in separate groups for shipping. Well, you don't have to, you can have all your fish in one group, but if you want to ship some fish, some one way, and then plants a different way, and then dry goods another way, we added this, this mandatory kind of group um, process, grouping process for shipping. And uh, so we've been helping some customers through that. So we've been spending some time on that. It hasn't been too bad, though. I'm thrilled to say that it seems like it's working for people. But if you have a store on getgills.com and you're having trouble figuring out um, how to group your stuff for proper shipping? Please, please email me Dan at getgills.com or Dan at dancefish.com. Either one, and um, I am happy to help you through that. And for anyone that's waiting on that, uh, you're in the queue. I haven't forgot you, uh, Fancy Tail. I know I got to get a hold of you. That is on the list for tomorrow. <laughs> I've been under the gun, really, really solid. I apologize, but that is on my list for tomorrow to, to finally get that worked out. Um, The other thing is now when you get an email from GetGills saying, hey, you have an order, um, it will, or I'm sorry, when you get an email as a buyer saying, hey, you ordered, here's the information, there's also now a link in that email for reviews. So that should help um, stores get more reviews. Up till now, that's kind of been hidden. So we're trying to put it out there and make it easier for people to leave reviews for you. Or if you're a customer, so you can leave reviews so other customers are more informed when they purchase. And we also changed some things to make it more intuitive as you look for reviews in the website to make that easier to get to and to leave those. Then the last thing, and I want to thank Jace, uh, Jacey, Jesse for this. Jesse's from um, HC Aquatics, thanks for the suggestion is it, it was just a little unclear not to us because we're so used to it that we didn't even notice this was unclear but it, this used to be different now you know for sure what ways it's going to ship because you see a checkbox there or not right so we changed this from just boxes to click to check boxes so it's super clear now what groups are being uh, used for any given item if you're selling on GetGills? So that's what we've been working on. Just wanted to give you all an update. I want to keep you like, you know, as, as things change, I want to make sure that you're all up to date with the website and with what's going on. So Jonathan's been working his little fingers off. <laughs> his fingers are bleeding from typing so much. Not really, but, um, and, one of the big things we know you want and we're still working on is making it so that when a buyer places an order at checkout, they can leave a note for the seller. And it's, it seems like it's something that would be super simple, but like a lot of things in the coding world, the things that you think are going to be super easy are the things that take forever. And sometimes the things that you think are going to be harder, or actually it's like, Hey, that, That was easy. Right. So um, it's navigating since the website lets you check out from multiple stores with multiple items all at once with one credit card payment instead of having to pay each store individually and all that, um, that makes it so that leaving a note at checkout, how do you make that so it goes to the right person and not the wrong vendor and on the right item and all that? So so that's kind of where the complications coming in, but we're still working on that. We still know that you want it. Um, oh yes, Bob, that is true. If you're talking about get gills, my biggest issue with the site is it does not post shipping costs. Yes, we have that on our list. Um, we've talked about that. And I'm going to make a note to, to follow up on that. Um, right now you won't see shipping costs until you go to checkout. It doesn't mean you have to pay before you see the shipping costs. It'll, it'll guide you there, but, uh, it would be nice to have like a running total on the side or something where as you're adding things, you're in real time knowing what the shipping is. Yes, absolutely. Bob. Um, it's been a little while since we've talked about that shipping costs. So I want to, hang on, display RGG. I want to circle back to that and see if uh, what we can make happen there. That's a good point. And that is something we are aware of and just need to get to still yep um by the way if anyone else here has an idea or a suggestion something they either really like about get gills or really don't like or something they wish they could do on there or or something um feel free to to leave it in the comments if you make it at dance fish so it highlights i'll see it i'll make a note and then jonathan and i will get our heads together and um we'll talk about it and see if we can make it happen. We're, we, we really value the feedback. We want this to be the best it can be in knowing what you want or what you don't like, um, and what you do like and all that helps us make it the best site possible. All right. So that's what we got going on. Um, yeah, I think, I think that I pretty much covered most of the things. Um, Oh wait! Did I? I thought. Did I say the wrong person was number? Was Jay Adams the first one? La 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 la. That's funny. Maybe Jay was first. I, I thought it was someone else. But anyway, welcome, everybody. I'm going to get to your questions and comments now. We'll switch over to that. So if you have a question or comment, please feel free to leave it. If you type the at symbol in Dan's fish and select from the list that populates, it'll highlight for me and I can get right to your question or comment. If I'm ignoring you, it's not on purpose. It just means it's not highlighting. In which case, if you'd bring it to a mod's attention, they'll know how to, to make it highlight for me. If your device for some reason doesn't do that. Barry Grand leaving a super chat. Thanks, Barry. I appreciate it. Two bucks. Slapping it down. Two dollars on the counter. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but makes the wife super happy. Um, hey, Reels. 54 Punchy linking up the tea Spring. If you want a t-shirt. Awesome. Ed Young sounds good. Good. Good, good. I think this mic was a good investment. Hopefully it sounds better than the old mic. G-Bear, hey, haven't seen you in a while. You might have been here and just not been highlighting for me, but good to see you, G-Bear. Chewy Ltd, you sound great. Do you look for foreign suppliers like from Thailand? So it depends. Um, I have a lot of suppliers in Thailand, so they're all over. When I import directly, it's usually from somewhere that doesn't have a good pipeline already. Um, So a lot of times, you know, Africa, it's, there's just not a good pipeline from Africa to the wholesalers and transshippers in in the United States. So when I import directly, I tend to do that. Um, I have lots of contacts in Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, India, uh, Sri Lanka, Singapore, South America. Um, But those places generally are tied into the industry in the United States really tightly. So often I can work with, uh, like the current business I'm working with, a transship or a wholesaler, and get fish from those places for as cheaply as I could if I, if I brought them in myself. And that saves me a six hour drive down to the Denver airport and all the paperwork of, you know, going through customs and fish and wildlife and all that. So generally if it's a fish from Thailand or any of the countries that is, is commonly is already like hooked up with our industry in a big way, generally I just go through existing channels. Um, when I import myself, uh, Looking, I I actively look for suppliers in Africa because apart from the rift lakes, there's not a good pipeline. So if I want cool stuff from Africa, like some of the killifish I have in right now and things like that, um, I have to bring them in myself. Pelvic acromis sacramonti, that's a good example. Um, I was able to bring those in and because I did that, I was able to sell them uh, to you guys for less than I would pay wholesale normally if I went through normal channels on those. So that's, that's an example of, of how the industry relates to Africa. Right now, the pipeline from Africa is so poor that it's a supply and demand thing. Fish from there cost a lot. So if I bring them in myself, not only can I get stuff that you can't get any other way, but I can get it at a much better price. um, Maria Z199 and a note just a thanks for how you care for and ship your fish heart. Oh, thanks Maria. Thanks for being an awesome customer. Thanks for being here and thanks for uh, the shout out. I appreciate it. Yeah. And by the way, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I'm not going to ship fish any other way and I'm not in a race to the bottom and my fish are not the cheapest, but you're going to get healthy stuff every time guaranteed. And in the small, small percentage when that doesn't happen and it's very small because you can't control everything, um, that guarantees real. I will, I will take care of you. So that's what makes me excited. I like fish and I've worked in the industry a long time, but I always felt a little bit unsettled when I would sell fish to customers. Um, I would work at fish stores and things. I didn't own them. I I didn't operate them. I would manage them sometimes, but I wasn't free to set a lot of the parameters of in policies and things like that. And always in the, there was always just this little bit of unsettledness, a little bit of disquietude, I guess, knowing that this could be done better and wanting to make it better. And now I can. So so taking that extra care of them uh, and in the shipping methods and acclimation methods and quarantine methods and all that, it actually drives me. It makes me excited because then I'm I, then I'm proud of what I do. So uh, thanks for noticing. Thanks for commenting and, and for for throwing money at me. <laughs> What's not to like? Never required. Always appreciated. And it makes Brenda super happy. Um, Aquatics. Hey, hey, Bob. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, Bob is another one of our main mods, and the only one we're missing right now is Candy Overholes. Although she might have snuck in, and I might see her down below. Um, Tina Genovese, did you did you ever think you would get back to the sound stage? Right, <laughs> right. Yep. This is. I, I feel like I'm in the theater operating my uh, 40 channel mixer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, scrolling, looking for more. Hey, did I see Bentley in here? Bearded Bob, hey, welcome. Oh, I thought I saw Bentley for a second. I was gonna. Oh, there he is. Hey, Bentley, just curious, uh, if you've been able to get any eggs yet from the uh the rainbows I sent you a while ago. I'm, I mean, I. I would just love to see them dispersed if possible. I know breeding rainbows is a, is a patience game, but just curious how they're doing and if you've had any eggs. And by the way, if you posted a video in the last two weeks about, hey, I got eggs from these fish. I'm sorry, I'm catching up. I'm behind on a lot of channels just from uh, I had to take a trip and then I've been spinning my wheels trying to catch up ever since. It's been a little crazy, but I'm, I'm curious how they're doing. Hope they're doing well. Kids Aquatics. Hey, Scott, don't forget he wants at dance fish. So he will see you. Okay. So Scott posted something and I didn't see it. Let me see if I can scroll up real quick and find it. And if not, no, I'm not seeing it, Scott. So please do list it as Bob directed and I will see it and get to you. Jay Adams, tell us fish size. You were telling what you got. Oh, tell us the size. Got it. Jay Adams. Yeah. Good, good point. Um, I'll keep that in mind next time. Yeah. Um, Real quick, off. Let me let me just without showing them again, tell you, the mermaids, clouded archers are two and a half, three inches. The um, festivums are three, four inches. They're pretty good sized. The headstanders are maybe an inch, inch and a quarter. And by the way, forgive me if this is not 100% accurate. (laughs) I'm not looking at the fish right now. I'm just going off memory. The keyholes are about an inch, inch and a quarter. They're pretty small. The empire gudgeons are oh, one and a half to two inches, maybe. No, two to two and a half inches, if I remember right. They they were good sized. The paleotis, I'm going to go with one, one and a quarter inches. The pandas. Maybe around an inch. Pandas are a smaller quarry in general, and the uh, threadfin females are pretty much full grown. No, not quite full grown. I'm going to say, I'm going to say they're an inch and a quarter, roughly. I'm going to go with that. So, but good note, Jay. I will keep that in mind for next time. And by the way, I'll do a detailed uh, when I list the fish. All the details will be in there and everything. Uh, for more information. Let's see here. Reel's Tanks. Hey, real, Good to see you. My tanks are going to be full from cichlids from dance Fish. Hey, I'm glad to hear it. Pays the bills. <laughs> and summers are slow. Like, Like July and August is just always the worst for this industry, just because it's good weather. People are outside. People are camping. People are on road trips. Kids are out. And so everyone's off on to see Mount Rushmore and go to Disneyland and all that. So, yeah, uh, thanks, Real. It all helps, especially in July and August. It's just how this industry is. Tech Turtle, any puffers yet? No, I keep trying. Um, They just haven't been available. So I I have not gotten any. Yeah. I wish I'm looking. I'm almost tempted to get there's some red eye puffers and some red belly puffers, but I'm holding off because I'm just not sure of their temperament yet. I don't want to get, you know, 20, 25 of them or so and then find out, oh, these just butcher each other. So I just I need to do a little more research. But I I might get some of those in. I was encouraged with the aquarium co-op unboxing, one of the recent ones, Robert said that he's not having problems with them. I think those were the red eyes he was talking about. Could have been red bellies. I'd have to re-watch the video, but um, if either of those, after I do some research, tend uh, look like they're gonna be peaceful and I can keep them together, without them nipping fins and being a problem, then I might get a batch of them. But I'm not going to do that until I'm sure. The last thing I want to do is get a batch of them and be like, oh, man, it's a bloodbath, right? I don't want that. All right. Oh, Bob was relisting tell Aquatics about not posting shipping costs. Yes, noted, and I totally get it. Yep. Very, very good comment. Very useful. And I totally agree with you. (laughs) Um, Okay, hang on. Jumped on me. I'm scrolling up on chat to find more questions and comments. 106 watching. Woo! For this little channel, that's good. What's our record, mods? I don't know, but that's got to be pretty close to it. Glad to have you here all. Hey, let's see if we can have some fun. If you don't mind sharing it out, uh see we can get even more people in here. I'm excited. 106, 105, 104. <laughs> Maybe not. It just drops when I do that. <laughs> Jeez, people. <laughs> Thou shalt not say the number of people watching. <laughs> It'll just drop on you. Okay, got it. I'm back where I was. Sorry, the chat jumps on me. Something terrible sometimes. Kayler's Aquatics. Jonathan texted me today to go over the changes I wanted. Cool. Tried to log in on mobile and could not. Told him I would call him later, but have not been able to. Okay, so when you get a moment, Bob, yeah, if you call him, uh, he'll take care of you. He's the, he's the master of that. And uh, I'm constantly amazed at uh, what that guy can do. <laughs> so... Sorry to hear it's giving you trouble, but he'll get you fixed up. TM Aquatic, speaking of reviews, does GetGills allow sellers to respond to negative reviews? I don't have any negative reviews. Just curious. So I'm torn on this, Tom, honestly. Um, So I know that on Aquabid, you can do that. Sellers can leave reviews for buyers. And I know on eBay, sellers can leave reviews for buyers. On Amazon, I, I don't think they can. And here's... Okay, let me tell you the the ways I see this going down. I think I know what I want to do, but here's what I'm thinking in all the different scenarios. One is maybe it's better if just buyers can leave feedback because then they won't be intimidated to leave honest feedback if they see a thread where sellers and buyers are kind of going back and forth, right? So I think the buyer being able to leave feedback without fear of uh, any retaliation or something from the seller is healthy for an ecosystem. Okay, So that's one thought I have. The other thought is it would be nice for other sellers if they're having problems with the customer to be able to see that they're not the only one. And then maybe they know, oh, this is not an isolated incident incident. Um, maybe I don't want to do business with this customer. Maybe I'm going to just refuse to sell to them anymore or something like that. Um, and we haven't put it in effect, but we'll probably eventually put the ability for a seller to ban a buyer in effect. If a, if a seller is just like, I just don't want to deal with this person again so far, almost everything's been positive thankfully, but you know, I got an email this week where a buyer was pretty upset with a seller and, um, according to the information in their email, I would have been too. Like, I, it doesn't always go perfectly. So here's what I think. I think we can split the difference between those two things, buyers feeling empowered to leave feedback without fear of reciprocation and sellers being able to inform other sellers. What I think might be good is to have buyers be able to leave feedback that's seen by buyers and sellers and everyone and sellers to leave feedback that's only able to be viewed by other sellers. So if sellers do leave feedback, it might be limited to other sellers being able to see it um, and not like out there for the entire world. What I think that might do is make it so that buyers feel free and empowered to be honest because they should be. The whole point is their feedback to guide other potential buyers and future customers in their decision-making, right? And it also informs the seller um, as to what they can do to improve. Although hopefully that's done through email and not in a public way. That would be nicer, right? But anyway, if buyers can do that and then sellers can leave feedback so other sellers are informed about other buyers, that might be the the secret sauce. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I don't think I want buyers to be able to leave feedback publicly for, for the whole world to see and sellers to do the same, because I think that might run into a, um, a conflict. It might, it might make it so buyers aren't as empowered as, as I think they should be. So those are my thoughts, uh, TM. Um, that's where my mind is today on the subject. I put a lot of thought into this because I see the benefits and problems of, of both of those systems. Because the shipping cost issue was from Scott. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Mike L. Hi, oh, Devin Peppers, what fish did you get in? Uh, Devin, I uh, I went over all that at the beginning of the live stream. So if you missed that, uh, the replay, excuse me, has got you covered. Mike, little Mike Big L. <laughs> Hi, what's the best time to ship fish as far as age? Mm-hmm. I have a large back, batch of curbenzas to sell and just wondered when I'd have the most success. So for a fish like Kerbenzis, I would personally like to start shipping them at about an inch and a quarter or so. So small enough that they're, you know, (laughs) not old and frail, (laughs) you know, small enough that they're still robust and all that stuff. And they can be shipped in a smaller bag and proportionally have more water and air per fish than than a big fish might, Um, but big enough that they're not gonna be uh, experiencing undue problems with missing a few meals when they're in transit. So for most fish, it's what I would call the juvenile stage um, where they aren't little itty bitty babies anymore, but they aren't maybe fully sexually mature anymore either. It's probably the best. Um, some of the live bears you can get away shipping fairly young. Uh, you don't want to do it too young, not like newborn fry, but once they're just big enough that they can skip a few meals, then they can go well. So I prefer to ship younger fish. Um, I do ship fully grown, mature adult fish as well, but, you know, the younger fish are going to be a little more robust, have not have as much of an immune system problem potentially and all those things that come with age so young fish as soon as they're old enough to skip a few meals while they're in transit is is my preference so i call it juveniles yeah j adams is it possible to search for a fish from all the stores with just one search yes it is so for example if i want to see i don't know limia's I search limias, and there it is. Oh wait, did I understand your question? Search for all the fish on this from all the stores. Yeah, so that's that's what this does. Yep. Tequila. I don't know. No tequilas. Okay. Um, Koi. Yeah. So you can. Um, Now I will say that our search isn't isn't totally powerful yet Um, we have a ways to go to making it like for example I just listed koi as a search and I got the koi angelfish but it didn't bring up all these and the reason is is because the search searches these things right the description scientific name and uh, I'm sorry. Common name and scientific name, right? So it's searching these fields. So if in these three fields, koi is not listed, it's not gonna find. Oh, geez, I'm not sharing. Okay. So for none of these koi were shown because these three fields: this one, this one, and this one don't say koi in them, and so the search didn't find them. So it, 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 yeah, it's a little limited if if the search terms are not in the title or the description. Um, then it it might not find them, so it's not a perfect search, but it, it it does exist. And one day we'll refine it so it's super accurate, but that day is not here yet. We're working on 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 more urgent issues at the moment. Tree um, Ltd. As someone who has visited the site, it could be advantageous to the sellers to embed their videos from YouTube of species that they have for sale. Also, okay, yeah. So the ability. Oh, you can. What am I saying? Of course, you can totally do that here. Um, So anything, um, let's hang on. Let's let's see who's got videos like I. okay, I know I do. So for the sake of time, I'm just going to click on my store because then I can take you straight to to this. Um, So, for example, if you click on here. There's a video. Right. You can play that. I have the sound muted because i'm doing a live stream but yeah you can totally do that already and um you can also have pictures without videos so here's a picture no video no video if there's a video it's got the play uh symbol right there so we can already do that uh chewy but i agree it would be uh, advantageous that's that's why we did it um but yeah Okay, so that that exists. Uh, Let me note down Jay's uh, suggestion real quick here before I forget, um, which is about search. Because I do uh, at some point want to go back and discuss refining search. David Jenkins, LFS in Cincinnati has aphiosimen chrysiae. Cool. Have you ever kept, I'll probably get a pair. So I haven't kept that specific species, but I've kept other species within that clad or that that group. And in my experience, they were hardy. They did well. They were easy to breed. Um, Keep a lid. I mean, they're jumpers for sure, but... They were a a very, very pleasant group of fish to work with. Um, I might have kept Christia at one point, but I I don't remember for sure. But others in that group I have. So I would say that they're uh, as simple as an aphiosimean can be from what I've seen and from what I've kept. It's closely, closely related, super closely related. So I'd say go for it. It doesn't hurt with killifish. To at first have some live food and or and is better, but or frozen food ready Um, because a lot of the killifish hobbyists that are breeding these and perhaps selling them to the pet store are feeding heavily on live foods and frozen foods. So I guess what I'm saying is we want to avoid the experience of getting a fish that is used to eating live food and only having flakes or pellets. Right. Because it could take a while for that fish to learn to eat flakes and pellets. Now, in my experience, they almost always do. They can be transitioned, but just be aware that it might be used to that diet and be be prepared to help it transition from that. But yeah, go for it. Those are stunning fish, and um, I think they'll do well for you. That's a plant spawner. You don't have to dry the eggs out. You can spawn them in a mop, or you can just keep them in a planted tank and then move the parents eventually. Or if it's a really heavily planted tank, Just feeds from baby brine shrimp every day and and fry will eventually appear and a few will raise up and you'll get a little colony going. Um, You can pick the eggs and you can put the eggs on on damp peat moss to incubate them that way. Um, So you can collect a few eggs a day for a week and then set those aside until they're all ready to hatch. And you'll know they're ready to hatch because you'll see the little eyes develop little two little black eyes in each egg. When you see that, then you can put all that in water and hatch a whole week's worth of eggs at once. That's the advantage of peat moss, but you don't have to. So that's not a true annual species. It'll also live longer than uh like your nobronchius and things like that. So you'll get as much life out of that as you would say, like a guppy or a platy or something, two, two and a half years or so. So yeah, go for it. They're amazing. And I hope they do well for you, Dave, and keep me posted. I'd love to see pictures tampa tom my lfs has a hard time keeping my baby bushy nose plecos alive wow should i test the store water could it be because i keep them in a heated tank wow bushy nose are so hardy tampa especially captive raised ones i'm i wonder why um well i suppose if you have a heated tank And you're keeping them at 85 degrees, and the store doesn't have them heated, and they're in the low 60s. I guess that could be a shock. Um, Okay, so what would I do if a customer or was or a store I was selling to was having trouble with the fish I sold them? I think the first thing I would do is go in the store and just get a feel for the store so I could just see if anything was going on. I wouldn't tell them I was doing that, right? I don't wanna insult them, but I just go in and look around. I assume you know the store and are familiar with it if you're selling to it, but if not, that's the first thing I would do and just see if anything popped out at me. Um, Then the next thing I would do is If I didn't see anything is I I think I would approach them and say, look, I'm sorry they're not doing well. Do you mind if I test your water to see if there's some differences between our water and something I can do to adjust them to your water before I sell them to you? That's probably how I'd phrase it. But what I'd really be looking for is ammonia and nitrite. And um, if they have ammonia and nitrite in their aquariums and it's not just a fluke like that tank for some reason is just it's happening man that's gonna be hard because you can't control how they keep their tanks and if they don't know how to keep ammonia nitrite down or night yeah nitrite down i I don't know what you would do like like how how much can you go in and be like you have high ammonia nitrite here's what you need to do (laughs) like hopefully they're savvy enough fish keepers if they own a store that they know how to control that um but that's what i would look for Because that's almost always what it is. The other thing, though, is chlorine. Sometimes chlorine sneaks up on us. Although, you know, usually the other fish in the tank would be doing poorly, too, if there was chlorine. If nothing comes out in the water parameters, then my guess is, and this does happen, but my guess is that what we've got happening is there's a tank that has a pathogen in it that the fish that are already in there are accustomed to and have immunity to and yours don't and that that does happen um like if all the water tests well and you don't see any problems that that's what the scenario could be i'm not saying it is but when everything else is is can't be explained then that might be an issue and and i don't know what to do about that like if it was your own store you could make adjustments but in their store i don't know um hopefully it's an isolated incident but if you've tried several batches and they've put several of your plecos in several different aquariums it's not just like all in one tank and they've had problems in all the aquariums i I wouldn't know what to tell you in that case uh tampa tom that's my thoughts i wish i had more help um that's a tough one. If it's all one tank, though, and it only happened once, um, it could be something funky going on with that tank. Or even if it happened two or three times, but it's always the same tank, maybe it's trying time to say, like, okay, here's a few more. Let's put them in another tank and see if they do okay. There are occasionally, inexplicably, and I experience this very occasionally, and I can't figure out why, but fish that I put, like, I'll divide them between a couple tanks, and... They'll thrive, but then in one of the tanks, they just don't do well in everything that I can see is equal in the tanks. Obviously, they're not. They're three different environments, but that does happen occasionally. In fact, it's happening to me right now um, with uh, some of the Balzani, the Gymnogeophagus Balzani. Um, One tank is doing fantastic. The other tank they they appear to be fine and then every time i think okay they're good i can i can start selling out of this tank another one will go down so i'll be like oh wait i'll wait for two weeks I'll be like okay i think they're ready i'll be about to list to start selling out of that tank and then another one will go down so um that does happen tampa tom wish i had something more useful to you kayla's aquatics 97 watching is a new record 87 was the previous record we smashed that 113 watching yeah 14 all right we totally smashed that this is awesome thanks for sharing it out folks thanks for making this happen however you did it i appreciate it this is amazing and welcome everyone if this is your first time welcome to the fish geek out session we are glad you're here if you have a question or comment please list it we'll chat 118 watching i wonder how high we could go (laughs) that might be about as high if yeah that's good i mean don't look a gift horse in the mouth 118 is pretty good brian volman do leopoldi angels and rainbow emperor tetras get along i think so um if if you're talking about rainbow emperors as one of the emperor tetra clad like carry tetras and others then yeah let me just look up rainbow emperor tetra because i don't want to say yeah and have that be a common name that i don't know that actually refers to like i don't know red belly piranha or something rainbow emperor okay here we are that's not a common name i've ever used oh yeah totally totally these would be great um Well, that's a cool looking fish. Woo, I like that picture. I wanna just make sure the Rainbow Emperor Tetra. From what I'm seeing in just a quick quick Google search, this is just, let me show you guys, this is just like one of the Emperor Tetra species. So I think that you would be fine with that with angels provided the angels aren't really big and the tetras aren't really small so if you have full grown tetra uh angelfish in little tetras then you could have a problem but full grown these tetras get pretty deep bodied so i would say that they would be well do well with angelfish as long as you know mouth to body ratio is fine yeah I would go for it. I've kept emperor tetras with angelfish uh, many, many times. And the Leopoldi angels are smaller and have smaller mouths anyway. So I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, what I would say, though, is if the Leopoldi are freshly imported and timid and don't know about captive foods yet and, and aren't uh, used to, to thriving in an aquarium, my strategy would be I would put them in the aquarium first, the angelfish, and I'd put maybe like six of those Rainbow Emperor tetras in there. Not enough to outcompete the Leopoldi, but enough to kind of be dithers for them. Until the Leopoldi know, oh, when the lid is lifted, that means food and they're right up there ready to eat and they, they know what's going on. At that point, then I would feel okay putting more of the emperor tetras in there to kind of flesh the tank out a little bit but tetras can be really fast to the food so i wouldn't want to put the leopoldi in a situation where they're having to fight for the food and compete in a a new environment where they really don't know how to compete yet so that that's the caveat brian that i would say about that 120 watching 121 no way this is for this little channel this is amazing thanks for being here everybody welcome glad you're here and I, I saw I, people are also throwing money at me. This is amazing. Uh, King and Queen Cichlids. Hey, it's so good to see you here. I enjoy your stuff, by the way. For those that don't know King and Queen Cichlids, check them out. They've got some cool stuff. I don't know about Dan's dancing celebration skills, but he does know his fish. Well, <laughs> <Lol. laughs> 10 bucks from King and Queen. Thank you so much, King and Queen Cichlids. And yeah, for those that aren't aware of their channel yet, it's a fun one. Check them out. Super chats are never required, but they're always appreciated and they make my wife super happy. So thank you. All right. Next one. Little Mike Big L. What's to ship fish? What's to ship fish? Oh, here we go. How long should I wait to ship my batches of Corbinez fry, um, Mike? Hopefully, I answered that already. Um, it's more a thing of size than than age, but yeah, I would I would go with for Corbinez inch and a quarter. Let's say would be just fine. Devin Peppers, hey, any tips for treating fish with Panacure C, and how much would you put in a twenty gallon long with bristlenose plecos and guppies? So the active ingredient in Panacure is flubendazole. Okay. So let me show you something. I'm sorry, fenbendazole. Yeah, so fenbendazole is the active ingredient in Panacure. Here's the issue with using fenbendazole to medicate fish is they have to actually ingest it for it to do any good. What I would suggest you get is this. Flubendazole, which is different. Flubendazole has the same, it kind of kills a lot of the same stuff, um, but it can be absorbed through the skin and the gills, so they don't have to actually eat it. I use it all the time. Um, there is, you know, that wasting live disease where the the live bear's belly is all pinched up and, and they just don't gain weight, or because they try to eat but they can only get it like halfway down their throat and then they have to spit it back out that happens in live bears it happens in killifish frequently it happens in lots of other fish but when you see a fish trying to eat and then just like having to spit it out um often that's a parasite that's in their throat and in keeping them from being able to swallow all the way flubendazole will treat that so i use it frequently um a lot of the times when Aplicylis killies come in, not always by any means, but I have it on hand because sometimes I'll have to use it to treat them. I use it for the Amazon puffers. When I get in puffer, any wild puffer fish, I use Flubendazole. And in my experience, it's much more effective than Fenbendazole. And then a, a lot of the other parasite medicines we use because it doesn't have to be ingested. So if you wanna use Panacure, First off, uh, since I don't use it regularly, I don't know the dosage. So um, you'd have to look up the dosage. Um, American Aquarium Products, let me show you this website, has lots of good dosing information. So I would suggest checking them out. Here's their website. It is super old school, but has lots and lots of information on different medications so you could probably find let's see here internal parasites you could probably find something on uh fenbendazole there or you could find it online but once you know the dosage the trick is going to be how are you going to get a fish to eat that stuff that's the real question oh shoot i think (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) I think it's still going, but I just exited out of YouTube accidentally. So let me join my live stream again. (laughs) (laughs) So I can actually associate with you guys and see what's going on. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I totally shut down my window. Hang on. I think I'm okay if I disappeared, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. We're still good. Okay. We should still be good. Yeah. Okay. We're fine. So how are you going to get the fish to eat? Fluben dissolves the trick. Um, and I suppose you could do it by, um, mixing a, a batch of rapashi and not when you first put the boiling water in, but put the boiling water in, stir it in right before it gets cool enough to start setting, then put the medicine in because otherwise it might cook and denature the medicine, right? It still might, but that's that's how I handle putting medicines in rapashi. Or there might be a way to soak food uh, in an alcohol mixture with panicure and get the dose right. But flubendazole is what I would say. And let me show you where I buy it. Last thing. Um is I buy it on eBay, and I'll show you the actual thing. I, I get it frequently from them. Um, I get it from a Koi supplier in England. <laughs> I, I can't find it in the United States in the um, form I want because I want it in suspension. Hang on. I've got to go to my purchase history. Here it is. So this is what I get and I don't have a deal with these guys. I'm not like going to get a kickback from showing this to you or anything, but this is the only place I've been able to find it at a reasonable price where it's in suspension and 10, um, milliliters of this stuff. So like not even half a cap full of this stuff treats 80 gallons. So it'll last a long time. So that's what, that's what I get use and that's where i get it and i hope that's helpful Panicure i you could probably use it but i don't know how you would get the dosage right because i don't know how you would um be able to uh mix it with the food and then guarantee they're getting the right dosage all right that's my that's my thoughts devin peppers hopefully that's helpful <laughs> Joy's Aquatics. Hello, welcome, Joy. It's a joy to have you. I'm sure you've never heard that before. I'm sure you're just like, really, Dan. <laughs> Again, <laughs> sorry. Meow, Aquatics. Chili reservoirs all showed up safely. Oh, good. Wanted twenty, but didn't want to stick you with the last four. Thanks. Oh, I, yeah, I've I've actually got more. So I'm. What as soon as this is done, I'll list more. i'm glad they arrived in good shape though that's a that's a fish that's tricky um they almost always come in super skinny almost all the barara species do it takes some real time to get those guys fattened up and ready to go and it half the time it isn't even medicine it's just they've been without food too long by the time you get them because they've been held in the export country in vats or whatever and not properly taken care of so it takes a long time to get those in good shape but once they are they're bulletproof and that that's been my experience with all the different barara species but i'm glad you got them i'll list some more um and, and by the way this is how i do it guys i'll if i have a hundred fish of a species i'll list um 70 of them right and i do that to have a little buffer a, what if something happened and some of them got sick or something, right? That Usually I'll shut the whole tank down at that point and not sell till they're all good. Because if one's sick, I don't want to have something in there that could potentially be in the other fish that I could spread to people. But I do that for a little buffer, but I also do it so I don't ever get in the situation where I've hopefully I've only been in this situation once or twice. I try to avoid it where you buy something and I have to email you and and say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of that. I can't send it to you, right? So that's why I underlist what I have. And then once we're just about out, then I'll list the last like 20 or 25. It's just to try to pad the inventory a little bit so I don't accidentally oversell um, and not be able to ship the fish someone actually buys. So I do have some more of those to send. And the other reason is on a fish like that, they're impossible to count. It's a heavily planted tank. There's a bunch in there. So I'm like, well, I know I have at least 50. So I throw 50. Once I'm about down, then I'll look again and be like, oh, I see 25. I'll post 25. (laughs) Once I'm down to the last few of those, I'll look again and be like, oh, there's a dozen left. And, you know, it's just impossible to count them when you're keeping them in uh, planted aquariums. Mm -hmm. Jay Adams. By the way, Jay, it's so good to have you here. Thanks for all the questions and comments. It keeps this lively. Sorry, I meant when grow out, tanking, stocking info. I meant when grown out, tanking, stocking info. Oh, like how big do they get full size? And how do you stock a tank with them? Like what can you keep them with, all that stuff? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, I think I would... I think I'd probably save some of that for the unboxing video, or for the species profile videos. So here's kind of how it works: like fish come in, and I I like tell people, "Hey, fish came in. Here's what I got." Um, then I make an unboxing video, so you can actually see them be unboxed and see what you're gonna get, and then all things go well, and I have the time, I do a species profile video, which is in-depth, and then we talk about care, and size, and tank mates, and temperature, and food, and temperament, and all that, right? So um, it's all on the channel, Uh, it's just not all in the live stream. All right, Uh, but maybe I should, maybe I should get more in-depth. In fact, I'm almost in the live stream, I'm almost thinking of not I made a vow that I wouldn't do that anymore in the live stream until they were actually ready to sell. Because what would happen is I'd say, Hey, I got these in. And then people start emailing me and be like, could you hold some for me? Could all this. And, and I can't, um, I don't hold fish. Um, once they're listed, they're listed. Everyone has an equal playing field and all that. Unless I owe you one, there's some people that, you know, I have special relationships with, but in general, no. Um, and so it just created a lot of Emails and communications that were a little bit fruitless, I suppose. Not that I mind talking to everyone, but I do have to manage things efficiently. So I, I wasn't going to do that anymore. But since it's been so long since I've gotten new fish in, because I had you know a supplier going out of business and all these issues, I decided hey, it's been a long time. I'll we'll go ahead and do it. But next time I probably won't talk about the fish in the live stream um, in depth or anything until they're actually ready to sell. Devin Puppers, I also got snail leeches. So what, how much with that in mind? Oh, so you're trying to treat uh, like leeches and stuff. You're not trying to necessarily treat fish. Um, Devin, I don't know since I don't use Panicure. I'd have to look that up. I'm sorry. Honestly, when I use Panicure, it's been a long time, but usually it's in a tank that doesn't have any fish. Um, and I've got Hydra in it or something, and I'll just take a couple inches of it, blend it up in water and pour it in. I don't even like use a dose because usually when I have used Panicure in the past, it's been a fishless tank. So all I've wanted to do was kill Hydra or something like that. So I'm sorry, Devin, I don't have the information. Um, I just don't use it that much. If anyone here knows the dose on Panicure, that's um, Fenbendazole. Uh, if you would chime in and let Devin know, that would be awesome. And Devin, the information's out there. A quick, quick Google search um, will bring that up because it is commonly used. I just don't know it off the top of my head. Okay, those aquatics, as of 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, watch record is 110. Yeah, and then we hit like 120. Booyah! <laughs> oh, chat did its thing. Hang on. It totally jumped on me. Totally jumped on me. Yep. Hang on. Jeez. It jumped hard. It wasn't messing around. Okay. Yep. That's weird. It actually, so chat won't let me go all the way back up. So I'm at Jones NW is where I am. Let me see if it will over here. I don't want to miss anybody nope jones nw is as high as i can go right now so if i missed your question or comment i'm sorry it jumped on me um and i can't get back to you then if you'd relist it then then i'll get to it jones nw hey dan i successfully shipped some rams to texas last week using a gel cool pack awesome i'm so glad to hear it um so, I used the Phase 22 Cool Packs for the first time shipping this week. It was on a box that went to Arizona. It was going to be, you know, over 100 degrees there and all that Arizona stuff. So, I used it. They all got there in good shape. And the uh, customer said that the water was cool to the touch. So, the Phase 22 Cool Pack, as of one that I used this week, <laughs> a, a sample size of one worked really well. Um, I'll try them again uh, as other people from really hot areas need them, and I'll get a larger sample size and be able to give you more information. It's really tricky, though, because you don't want to overcool an insulated box, right? Uh, it gets tricky. Little Mike Bigel, how long should I wait to sell my Kerbinza? Okay, we've been over that. Oh, cool, Bentley Pasco. I'll give you better details later. Short answer, soon in rubrostriata eggs. Cool, cool. Those are the rainbow fish I was asking Bentley about. Terry's Tropical Tanks, great to see you. No question. Just want to say congrats on sourcing the female thread fins. I'll have to jump on some when available. Yeah, all right. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm glad you're interested, and they look good. Like, oh, fingers crossed everything goes well. I'm like, I'm hesitant to say they look good, and, and they're going to be great, because then I'll jinx it. they've always been a problem fish for me in the past just because they come in horribly real stinks breeding report two pairs of discus laid eggs and have eaten the eggs one pair is laid again and are are due to hatch anytime fingers crossed awesome so real um is you know that you know new pairs have False starts all the time, you know. So, first three or four spawns, they, they might eat. If it goes after like six spawns and they're still eating the eggs, then there are these like little mesh cones you can make to go on the spawning cone. And they're like a plastic mesh almost. And you just make a, a cylinder of that and put that down on the spawning cone. I don't have anything I can really, shh. yeah. Um, and after the eggs are laid, And that'll make it so the parents can still fan the eggs and everything, but they can't actually get to them because there's this mesh that's like half an inch off the eggs. So if they're perpetually a problem and they don't learn, then that's an option for you. But in general, most of them will learn. Uh, It's just going to take them a few spawns. But yeah, I hope that last batch, I hope they don't eat them. That would be awesome. Way to jump up real. That's real quick. Co- You're leveling up real quick. You jumped from angels to discus with no problem. Chewy LTD. I was just given a 20 gallon bow front. Awesome. But my roommate has to do all of the work. I am thinking of having rice fish. Are there many different species of those for my research? Oh, do rice fish. Chewy? Yeah. Chewy. If you can get some rice fish, I don't have a good source for them or I would get them all day long. Um, and I'm talking about the madaka, or uh, a Japanese rice fish. There are so many different color forms and things that they've done. Um, if you can find yourself a platinum or an orange or a yellow or something, uh, that would be awesome. I can't wait to be able to find a good source for those and, and get those. Um, now, there's the other ones too, though. You can commonly find the daisies rice fish, warai. The um, Aurorae, I guess, the um, Celebes rice fish, and a few others are commonly available, um, but they're hardy, they're cool fish, they're easy to breed, you don't need a heated tank for a lot of species. Now be careful, generalities are a little hard. There are some species of rice fish that do come from tropical areas, but but a lot of the ones that are available in the hobby don't need a heater. So up in Canada, that might be perfect. Yeah, I would say I, rice fish are amazing. Go for it. There's so many different varieties and species. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's almost like lamp eyes. All the different species of lamp eye killifish and varieties and stuff. Um, rice fish are kind of the same. There's a lot, a lot a lot to dig in there. A little harder to source a lot of them. But amazing group of fish. X Eric C 1001 X. <laughs> my my pet smart sold me some like 0.75 to one inch bushy nose this month. One starting started getting shrunken uh, sunken eyes. I had to treat it. Oh man. Did um, what did you treat it with and were you successful? If you could let us know, what you used, and if it worked, then that might help some someone else out that has that issue. And by sunken eyes, so it wasn't like Popeye, like the eye wasn't bulging out; it was like sinking in. Is that what you mean? Um, I hope it. I hope you were successful. I hope it all works. Um, yeah. Uh oh, JH Aquatics got a new rack today to put tanks on. <laughs> <laughs> three times the tanks equals world peace and happiness you're doing the right thing jh aquatics you're doing it for world peace <laughs> secret to happiness 3x however many aquariums you have now just get 3x more terence Blanton, hey look i'm late again love wednesdays yeah terence tardiness man we've talked about this <laughs> glad you're here thanks for being here Bob, thanks for linking up the t-shirt link. Appreciate it. Tampa Tom, thanks for the advice. They seem to do fine with my guppies and shrimp. It has happened two times, but it's always the same tank. It's the store they go into. Thanks again. Yeah, let's try a different tank or a couple different tanks. Like, spread them out and see what happens there, Tampa. And maybe we can narrow it down from whatever happens there. Devin Peppers, any plans to bring in any more pistos? And if not... What epistogramma would you recommend for fun breeding for profit in a 15-gallon, just thinking of the future? Um, so I I will keep bringing in opistos, but a few things have to happen. They have to be um, good stock in a decent quantity at a decent price. So I can get opistos any time, but I'd have to sell them to you for like, 50 to some of them, a hundred bucks a pair. And, and when I buy them, I don't even know if I'm getting a pair. I just know that I'm getting a hundred of them at a certain cost, but the sexes aren't guaranteed. So oftentimes that's too much of a gamble. It too high of a value of, of, for the fish. Um, I, I don't know how to tell my customers um, you have to pay 50, 100 bucks for a pair of Epistos. Um, so that's commonly what I would have to charge from my suppliers. Every now and then, though, suppliers, and not all of them, like really common ones are less expensive. Like cockatoides would be less expensive. Um, but that's the challenge. Whenever I find, though, an Episto at a decent price, and it looks like a decent batch size, then I bring them in. Um, unfortunately I don't control the supply, so it's hit and miss, but, um, Borrelii are a good one to start with for a breeding project. Um, Agazizii are a good one to start for a breeding project. McMasteri would probably be a good one. And then the one that I think I could recommend without hesitation for a first time, a project would be cockatoides. They're, um, they're hardy, they're used to a wide variety of water conditions. They come from the upper, upper Amazon and they come from clear water, they come from white water, depending on who you talk to, they come from black water, but they, they don't all come from like really soft acidic water. So they can take tank conditions without any problem. And they they breed, they're hardy, they're pretty simple. Um, so I would start with cockatoides, I think. I've got some baby cockatoides right now and they're they're fun. They're amazing. Personally, I prefer the wild types, like wild strains, but you can get all the different reds and oranges and yellows and stuff that you could want in Cacatoides, Agassizii, and macmasteri. And there's like opals and things in the Borellii, if you like different patterns. But any of those I would suggest. Um, the reason that they're the most common and the least expensive is because they are the easiest to breed and raise in captivity. So those are the ones I would, I would start with. Um, and yeah, Devin, every time I find them at a price that makes sense, then, then I bring them in, but it doesn't always happen. <laughs> Chewy LTD. That he does at King and Queen Cichlids. dance fish. I get a lot of good information in regards to a lot of species except our cichlid hobby. Uh... If you're talking about Rift Lakes, oh, Chewy, there's a lot of like societies and clubs and, and information on cichlids um, out there. I'm trying to think of a. There's so many websites about it and stuff. On this channel, you're probably not going to get a ton of information about Rift Lake cichlids and things, just because it's not, I haven't kept any of them in a few years. I mean, there was a time when I knew a lot about them, but names have changed. Lots of information's changed and things. And so, and I don't keep them at this moment. So that's a a group I don't talk about much, but if you're talking riff lakes or central American or South American or pistos, there's information out there. I'm the websites, aren't popping into my mind right now, but you could find that West African is a little harder. Um, there are some groups, but that's that's an area. The West African cichlids are not as well established, as well known, as, as much information out there as some of the others. Hey, looks like we've got another super chat. Thank you. Um, let me see. That, oh, I, did I miss one? No, that one I saw. <laughs> oh, I did miss one. I'm so sorry. Terrence Blayton sent me a super chat for 9 dollars I didn't even see it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Very much appreciated. I keep missing your stream, but here you go. Interesting to hear about this parasite med, Flubendazole. Some of my Razzivores keep wasting away. Tried most meds and can't get them to full bellies. Yeah, um, Flubendazole might work for you. If it doesn't, then the Panicure and um, Metronidazole is something you can try. I'd recommend trying to mix it with Repashy or something to get it inside their system. And then the last thing that folks should know is that just because there's digestive issues in a fish doesn't mean it's a parasite. Bacteria can do the same thing. Parasites can be a – uh, and then viruses can be an issue as well. There's nothing we can do with, for viruses. But if you've tried the parasite medicines and nothing's helping, try canamycin. Do it in a hospital tank because canamycin will kill your biological filtration because it treats gram-negative bacteria, which is often what is causing the issue. Um, It can be absorbed in the skin and gills so the fish doesn't have to eat it. And if you use it in combination with nitrofurazone, it's it's magical for a lot of gram-negative bacteria problems, including issues with the digestive tract, um, internal infections and things like that. So if you've tried everything else, that's, that's one to try. Um, just use a hospital tank because again, it's gonna kill your entire ecosystem in your aquarium. So don't treat with that in the aquarium. Um, just some thoughts on that. But thanks again for that super chat, that's amazing. And then the other one, hang on, I'm getting to... Uh, uh, chat is like bouncing. Who was that? Someone left me money and I want to say thanks. Oh, the fish tank barn. Thank you. $4.99 for the tip jar. Missed half the stream. Had to catch an escaped hamster. (laughs) You're living the wild, crazy high life there. (laughs) Mike, that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, man. Haven't heard that one yet. I've, I've heard the goat ate my homework. I've heard lots of them, but my hamster escaped. That's a new one. <laughs> Jeff Chambers, Corey, better watch out. Oh, because we're like ninety six hundred twenty. Yeah, yeah. Corey's got Corey's incumbency is well established. I think he's going to be just fine. Plus, there's always replays. Like I watch all Corey's stuff. I just watch his live streams on a replay. So. Honestly, I'm, I'm not worried if people watch his stuff instead of mine or, or vice versa because we've got replays. It's fine. But I like how you're thinking, Jeff. I like how you're thinking. No, I'm kidding. I don't see... I Honestly, I can say this. I don't see anyone in the fish fam, anyone who knows the term I concur, as a, um, as a competitor. I think we all synergize off each other. And Corey's success... I'm sure he's helped my success, just because of he and, and lots of other people. But since we're talking Aquarium Co-op, um, has made fish YouTube information palatable for people and enjoyable for people, and so more people start watching, and then they discover other YouTube channels like this one. So, honestly, I think it's synergetic. I I don't look at it as competition. I'm glad he's around, but yes, watch out, Corey. Mw-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> no. Brian Volman. Sweet. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome, Brian. Ed Young. Not so little anymore. Yeah, we broke a hundred. <laughs> I mean, you watch the King of DIY and Corey and stuff. They get thousands, but that's all right. We're getting there. But in, we are getting there. We're uh, what's our sub number now? I forget, but it's it's growing. It's growing, growing. I think we're close to six or seven thousand. Is it six or seven i can't i should know this i don't it's the end of the day brandon s what fish do you have for sale currently or soon to be listed that you would recommend for a rainbow fish community tank all right so let me just walk you through let me show you for a rainbow fish tank There's a few things I would recommend um, that I have. One is African butterfly cichlids. These are amazing fish. They're underrated, and I don't have a good picture. I'm sorry. Mine are only like an inch, inch and a quarter, so they don't have a lot of color yet, and I just haven't been able to get a good picture, but I just released a video on them. Um, The reason I like them is they only get about three inches. They're peaceful. They're hardy. They're super easy to breed, and they are beautiful, not at an inch, inch and a quarter, but when they grow another half an inch, they're going to be stunning. Um, They will stay close to the bottom of the aquarium. The rainbows are going to be middle, top level. I think they would complement each other. The only problem I could see there is um, if you have a massive mob of of rainbows, they could outcompete the African butterfly cichlids for food. But they could outcompete almost any fish for food. So, if you don't have like a massive mob of them in there, I think African uh, butterfly cichlids would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I think these would do well too. These are, um, they're often called the uh, Argentine earth eater or Paraguayan earth eater. Those would be great. Um, Iwaru uaru get pretty big and need a lot of vegetable matter in their diet. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Iwaru, um, Pandagara would be great. Pandagara are bold little fish. They're amazing. I can't say enough about them. They're hardy. Just keep a lid on because surpre- I didn't know this about Pandagara, but they jump, they, they jump big time. I wouldn't do like chocolate gouramis. They're just a little too slow. Um, these would be great, these, gymno- these I'm sorry, these Geophagus wine milleri would be fantastic. They stay on the bottom and do a good job. emperor carry tetras would be just fine with them i think that if you got a group of them i think that limia nigra fasciata would be okay if you don't get a group though then the nigra fasciata can bug other fish if you get a group say eight of them or so then they kind of display with each other and, and are bossy with each other if you only get like a few then those males want to breed so bad they'll just harass every other fish in the tank So those are what I, those are what I would say off the top of my head, Brandon S., I think would go well in a Rainbow Fish Community Aquarium. Maria Zia, let us hear your wife singing again, please. I, you know, I, I was like, Brenda, you should do like a a YouTube channel where you sing because she's got all kinds of stuff. She's like, that would be awesome. But she's worried about copyright. So we have to dig into that a little bit more and see what those limitations are. But if, uh. If copyright's not an issue, then I think that could be a really, really awesome thing for her to do. She used to perform all over and do all kinds of neat stuff with music, um, and you know, kids made that a little harder to travel and stuff. She still gigs around town, but uh, yeah, I think that doing that would be fun. But here's something: if you want more Brenda, that she does do, she has a website. BrendaHodnett.com, and she does a podcast. So she reads a chapter of her book every week, and you can get that on um, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. So BrendaHodnett.com if you want to check out more Brenda Maria. Killer's Aquatics says, WB at Dan's Fish. I am not millennial enough to know what WB means. (laughs) Is there someone named WB above that had a comment that I missed? Let me look. I'm not seeing it. WB. I I'm sorry, Bob. I, I don't know what that means. Richard Crackle. Hey Richard! Good good to have you back. Whatever happened to the clown killies, you got been waiting for them to list. I missed them. Whoops. Oh yeah, Richard, those those have been gone for a while. I'm sorry you missed them. Trying to get more, trying to get more. Terry's tropical tanks. Do you think archers would fit in a six-foot tank with larger filam, b- filament barbs, rose lines, etc.? So they would do great in a six-foot tank. Um, I'm trying to think with the rose lines. Yeah, I've kept mine with rose lines. I think they would be okay with filament barbs. Filament barbs can get a little nippy. That's why I'm hesitating. I've actually had them shear the uh, dorsal fins off Melanotania's species rainbows. Um, When they're in big groups, they can. um, I don't know about the filament barbs. I think it might work. But what I would say is I would have a plan B ready just in case the filaments uh, got ornery. But I think that would be all right. I think that would be all right. Especially if you had a large enough group of filaments that they, a lot of these barbs, uh, if you have a big enough group, they're fine. But if you have too big of a group, they outcompete other fish. Um, like clown barbs, if you get a big enough group, you're not going to have issues with aggression. But then if you get too big of a group, if you go a little too big, then they're so fast that they can outcompete. So that's my thoughts, Terry. I don't know about the filament barbs. And, and I'm not saying no, it's just with my experience with them like harassing rainbow fish um it makes me wonder if that would be okay or not dan Slee, there is a database in creator studio to search for cover versus using originals cool cool yeah i i know that there's information out there about it we just haven't got to it yet oh man chat skipped and i missed people i am so sorry folks I'm going back up to get to those folks that I missed. Richard Crackle, I got you. Okay, let me. Here's where I'm at. Um, I'm just I'm a few comments above the fish tank Barnes 4.99 super chat. If you're wondering how far behind the chat I am, so. If So that's where I'm at. If I accidentally skipped you, if you would replace your uh, question or comment, I'll get to it. And I'm sorry about that. Chat jumped on me, and I didn't even see it jump, so I didn't know. And now I can't scroll up far enough to see some stuff. Um, Whoa. Holy cow. Bob Kayler's Aquatics, $121. Bob, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. In the spirit of the $1 per gallon sale, $1 per watch, <laughs> I love it. Record match. Let me know if Brenda dances too. She does with me. Um, oh, WB means welcome back when you came back into the stream. Well, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Bob, thanks so much. Always appreciated. Really never required, but always appreciated. And makes Brenda super happy. And uh, I love the creative ways Bob comes up with super chats. Like he comes up with some of the most creative. Here's a super chat for this cool thing. Like it's really fun. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, wow. That's a lot, Bob. Thanks. And Mikey's not even here to, to like. <laughs> it's not even because you're trying to outdo Mikey. Thanks, man. That's awesome. X Eric C (gasps) 1001 X. Yes. Recessed eyes. Wow. A pleco group in Facebook said it was a sign of parasites. So I've been treating in a hospital tank with general cure. He looks really good on day four. Also Epsom bath and new driftwood. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it's working for you. Sunken in eyes. That's a new one for me. I mean, every now and then I'll get a fish come in with an eye that's kind of sunken in, but it looks like it's been like physically damaged and just healed funny. Um, but to get a fish and then have the eyes just start shrinking in, I've never had that, but Eric, I'm, I'm thrilled that that's working general cure with some Epsom salt. Dan Slee, you should find a new epistle supplier. I hear there's someone with tons of them in Billings, Montana. Yeah. <laughs> We're speaking of candy overhauls. Um, yeah, if candy wants to sell them, I, I, I'd be happy to sell some of her stuff. I, I wouldn't have any problem with that. Candy's amazing. And she's close enough I could do it. I go up to Billings pretty much every... Well, whenever I get fish in, I go up to Billings to get them. Normally every week or two. Ciglids 23. Would the Daisy's rice fish would be a good dither fish with the Episto borelia. Yes, absolutely. I think that would be fantastic. Daisy's rice fish aren't so fast... That they would probably not, uh, you know, bother the epistos too much, but they're not so slow that they get picked on badly. So I think that would be great, especially if there's any kind of floating plants. Not the, you don't have to do the whole thing, but if there's a section up top with a little floating cover, um, then the rice fish will be, you know, up in that and out of that and up in that and out of that. Okay. Let's see here, yeah. So I think that would be fantastic, Cyclops 23. Daisy's rice fish would be a good choice, and they're a cool fish, too. Daisy's rice fish on their own are just amazing little fish. Bearded Bob's fish room. Good to see you, Bearded Bob. Time for an update video on the Santa Maria Endlers. Yep, yep, I do need to do that. Although, I mean, I'm kind of waiting for the next generation to color out. Because if I did an update right now, there wouldn't be a lot of progress to show. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I'm glad you like them. My favorite endler, hands down, they, they are an amazing fish and I'm just, I'm just thrilled that I have them, that they're doing well, that the breeding project's doing good and that I've, I've got them to where I originally, I just wanted like, okay, I've got to get these to breed true. I got that. And now I'm able to actually even improve the strain. So, I'm glad I'm in a good place right now with those. Terry's Tropical Tanks, a Dan's Fish. Okay, I already got that one. Okay, got it, got it. I'm back to where I. Oh, shoot, it just skipped again! Ah! Not too bad, though. Okay, here we are. X-Eric X- <laughs> C-1001-X. Eric, did you choose that name just to make it fun to listen to when live streamers tried to read it? <laughs> I see your maniacal ways. <laughs> Welcome back. Probably from when you closed YouTube. Oh, wait. Here it is. How about Tetras, rasboras, Bushy Nose, Corys, and Guppies with Rainbow Fish? Let's see here. Yes to most Tetras. I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about Melanotania rainbow fish. That's what I'm assuming we're talking about in any answer I've given. Uh, yes, rasboras, as long as they aren't like little shy bararis species. Um, but if they're like, I don't know, a T-bone rasbora, something like that, uh, maybe a, a clown rasbora that gets, you know, a couple, couple three inches, yes. Bushy-nose, yes. Cory's, Cory's are fine with rainbows. Just keep in mind that the rainbows are really fast to the food. So you have to feed enough that it gets down to those quarries on the bottom. Um, you might want to feed flakes and pellets up top and then drop some Rapashi off in the corner for the quarries to get to. But, you know, a big mob of rainbows can really outcompete Corydoras, Guppies. Um, yeah, I have guppies right now in with with some mature Melanotania and they're not bothering them at all. Um, so, yeah, I think those could all be good absolutely just as long as as long as they're not super small timid species you're putting in there and as long as you're making sure that the bottom feeders get some food you'd be fine like temperament wise attitude wise you'd be fine if it's not like little micro rasporas sure for those wondering where i am i just got to bob Kaler's marvelous 121 dollar super chat for our record. Okay. Now we have to get to 150. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Bob. <laughs> oh man. Medina. Or I'd say that wrong every time. No, I didn't. Medina Aquatics. Hey, it's so good to see you. Welcome back. It's been a while. Got on here late. Looking forward to another unboxing video hopefully soon. Yeah, I've got one in the can. How are the new Emperor Gudgeons looking? They look great. I just got them Monday, like Monday evening. So a lot can happen, which is why I keep them for two weeks. But I've never had problems with Emperor Gudgeons. They... They've always come in well and they've always been super hardy. So I don't see this batch being any different. And they came in larger than the previous batches. So I think they're going to be, hopefully, I might be able to even sex them with some accuracy from the get-go. I mean, I need to knock on wood because I'm horrible at sexing that fish if they're not colored, but colored up. But yeah, they're pretty good size. I think they're going to be great, Medina. Bearded Bob's fish room, don't care, just love seeing them. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Cyclist 23, since the epistles are notorious for sleeper males, should I take a chance on two pairs for the 29 gallon? They can't be as mean as Mabuna, right? Ooh. Um, they can be as mean as Mabuna to each other, Um, but they aren't always. So you have to be careful with epistos. So first off, Know what you're getting. Do some research. See if they're pair spawners or harem spawners. That'll kind of help you know how to set up the tank. You have to have territories and visual barriers between for everybody. Um, But if you get two males and two females, then just put some kind of divider in the middle of the tank that goes about halfway up the tank so that there's a good visual barrier. Lots of little caves or pipes or whatever in both areas. And I think you would be fine. Um, But if they're in a really small tank and you have a pair and the male wants to spawn, but the female doesn't, then they're as mean as Mabuna. Or if the female has a a batch, wants to spawn and the male doesn't, she'll be as mean as Mabuna. Like you do have to have enough space and enough territory for them to... uh, If you do that, you'll be okay in almost all instances. Because what you'll notice is, ooh, this fish is getting picked on. And you'll be able to get it out of the tank before anything really bad happens, as long as there's enough room and territory and hiding places and stuff. So they are cute, and they're awesome and all that. But when they go aggro, they really go aggro. And it's to each other, and it's almost always a breeding situation. Although males will do that to other males too, for breeding territory. They'll, yeah. So 29 gallon, that's that's probably big enough if you divide it out right. Now, instead of getting two pairs, which you could do, if you have access to two pairs, go ahead. But I think the ultimate way to get pairs of epistos of, of is to get a group of fish that are just before they start sexing out and really kind of pairing up in things, if you can get six or eight of them grow them up together and then the pairs will just, or the dominant male with his harem or what, however that species spawns that'll happen naturally and you don't have to do all the work and then they're compatible and they'll, they'll be fine. Now, if you don't want to do that, then yeah, get two pairs and you should, you should be good if you have all the visual barriers and stuff we talked about. In fact, Two pairs will probably breed better than one just because that that need to bond up and defend territory against the other pair really helps the pair come into into their own. So you can do two pairs just just know when they go aggro, they really go aggro and you have to have. The tank set up so they can make their distinct territory, so everyone's okay. And you have to have a plan B with the pistols, too. If you see one of them starting to get beat up, take it out immediately. All right, X Eric C one thousand one X. I made it to replace my first account. Forgot the password. Oh no! Oh no! Got it, Eric C. All right, cool. I don't mind it. I was just giving you a hard time. I don't mind the long one. Sakana Katana, hey, great to hear from you, Nate. Could you keep those tiger black tiger darios at room temperature? Yes. In fact, if I remember right, I think those could go down to the mid, low 60s. Those are from Burma. And a lot of the fish from Burma can take it down in the, in the 60s, no problem. Um, oh, it's in my, I made a video on them where I had that dialed in but mid 60s for sure maybe even low 60s yeah they're gosh they're an amazing fish in fact i think you'd have more trouble with them if they got too hot than if the temperature got down to the mid 60s and i'm looking for more as soon as i can find more i'll snatch them up but i mean okay so i can get them they're on the list every week but i have to order a massive quantity of them And and that's a fish that I don't like to keep in massive quantities because I just don't find they do well packed in. They they need space. They really need to each have their own little space to get away from the other and stuff. They aren't like a schooling fish where you can just put a bunch together and they're happy. They stress out if they, they can't each have their own little niche in the tank. So I don't like doing that. So when I can find them in smaller groups at a decent price, then I'll always get them. But that's few and far between. Ginger, hey, Ginger! My super (laughs) chat... Oh man, that's funny. My super chat has size envy. (laughs) Can you get chain loaches and peacock gudgeons? So I'm getting peacock gudgeons next week. Um, I will order them for sure. I've been holding off because the supplier I like to get them from, I've been hoping that they would have some samurai gouramis or some, uh, Amazon puffers or, or some other stuff I could combine into the order, but too many people are waiting for the peacock gudgeons for me to wait anymore. So I will order them next week for sure, no matter what happens. Um, now hopefully they'll come when I order them, but I'm going to order them. Hopefully they'll show up. I can't control that. Chain loaches. I've been... I love, uh, the dwarf chain loaches. They're amazing. They're peaceful fish. They're cool coloration. They're a ton of fun in a group. The reason I haven't got them, honestly, is the price scares me. I haven't found them at a price that I'm comfortable paying because they've been so expensive. Um, that I, I don't think after markup that they would be palatable for most people. So that's why I haven't got them. Um I'll, let me let me make a note to really look into that deeply. Dwarf chain loaches for ginger. I, I assume we're talking about dwarf, like pseudom <laughs> how do you say that? <laughs> the one that starts with S and has a TH in it and a D. <laughs> I can't I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. ginger because ginger every time i see them i want to get them but then i look at the price and i'm like oof. but knowing that someone wants them specifically i'll look into that a little more uh let's see here yeah so thanks again for the super chat never required but always appreciated and makes the wife super happy mr dds 1520 how are your sword tail fry doing? Awesome. Are you able to see if any of them will have hyphen? Yes. So they're doing amazing. There's some that I can see the hyphen forming. Um, They're small enough that I don't think all the hyphens have formed yet, but they're, they're just growing. I mean, they're in a 75 gallon aquarium. They've got plenty of space. They're getting fed multiple times a day and they're, they're growing. So They're doing great. And yes, we've got a good number of hyphens. I don't know the exact number yet though. And the hyphen's kind of just starting to come in. So um, it's not obvious yet, but I I can see it when I look at them. And I don't know the quality of the hyphen yet either. I, I don't know if it's, there's there's those different kinds. There's the sword tail hyphen where just the first few rays of the dorsal fin are really high. And then it kind of goes down immediately from that almost. And then there's the one I want, which goes up and, oh, you know, that's the one I want. The nice one. So some of them are getting it. I, I just don't know how good it's going to be yet. 44 mag guy one. Great to see you again. Hey, Dan, hope you're doing well. Total, I'm I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Can't wait to see all the new fish. Yeah, I can't wait to show them to you. I'm I'm really ex- Mad Guy One. It's it's an amazing time to be Dan's fish right now because uh, the expansion is the works for that are are happening. It's it's super exciting. Um, so let me tell you guys where I am, a little just a little business stuff, if you'll forgive me. I'm super excited about this expansion. So where I'm at is I'm determining my CAC CAC that stands for customer acquisition costs. That's something that um, a lot of investors are going to want to know before they decide if they can uh, invest in the company or not. So they're gonna wanna know how much does it cost for this company to obtain a customer? Well, pretty much nothing because I don't like pay a lot for ads and things, but I need to run uh, some ads so I can get that number so I can give that to investors. So I'm starting a Facebook ad campaign and um, I wonder what you guys think about this. Let me show you what the campaign is. So it's going to be a carousel. Here's going to be the, I think the first uh, image in the carousel. Let me move that so you can see it. So, healthy fish, that's the first thing. Uh, Let me get this out of the way. The second image is gonna be this one. And the third image is gonna be this one. And then I've got a few more that I wanna do. But that's kind of the message I'm trying to get across Healthy fish, every time, guaranteed. And I think that's honest enough I can say that. Is it every every time? No, it's, it's 99 plus percent of the time, but it is guaranteed. Like anytime there's a problem, I take care of it. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to run that um, for a couple of weeks and see what the results are so I can go to the investors and be like, here's my CAC here's my customer acquisition cost. Um, cause without that number in that slot in the business plan or in the proposal, um, I'm going to get a lot of like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't even have your CAC down. Right. So that's where we're at, but that's why I'm so jazzed. Like everything's falling into place. Um, I'm real hopeful. I'm real excited. Did I not share that with, I should tell me, I shared that with you guys. I totally shared that with you guys, right? You saw those images, right? Or did I forget to press that? I think, I think, hopefully I showed that to you. <laughs> oh man. But 44 guy one that's what's got me going. I'm super excited about the expansion. Sakana Katana, very excited for you to get Peacock Gudgeons back in stock. Thanks, yeah. Nate, you and uh, lots of other customers have been asking for them, so. Come hell or high water, I'm ordering them, and hopefully they arrive. Carbon real good night. Good night, Carbon. Glad you were here. Good to see you. Sweet tea for everyone. Aw, drinks all around from Mad Guy. Jeff Chambers, more business stuff. We love to hear about your growing business. Awesome. Well, that's where we're at. Uh, I spent a good part of the day kind of designing a carousel. I I don't know if I'm going to put healthy fish every time guaranteed is the first three images or if i'm going to put something like uh, what did i have i had something else relax with nature in your home or office because like everyone says healthy fish guaranteed right not everyone does it but everyone says it like we have the healthiest fish so I might change it to like instead of what we give to why we give. And it's so you can relax with nature in your home, right? So I might, I might change it a bit. But, but that's the campaign I'm working on. Still tweaking it a little bit. I'm not an expert at um, SMM, by, uh, social media marketing by, by any means. Uh, but doing my best. There's a, there's a firm in town that I, I know the owner. They do a great job. But man, I'm on ramen wages. I don't know if I can pay a firm to do it, so I'm trying to, trying to bootstrap it. Hopefully it goes well. If not, I might connect with them and be like, hey, I tried this, it didn't work at all, and maybe they'll be like, well, we know how to make that work. I don't know, but I'm trying to, trying to do it without hiring an agency. Um, Sylvia R, it's been a while. Hello, finally got to see you live again. Yeah, glad you're here, Sylvia R. Awesome. Chewy, oh wait, did I miss, nope, I didn't. Are you familiar with Oliver Lucanus? Yes. He seems to go out on catching trips with Rusty Wessel. I know that both get some unusual fish with Oliver Lucanus. He has the blind lamprologus. Oh, awesome. I've never seen that. Man, I want to see that fish in person so bad. Never seen it. Didn't even know it existed until a few weeks ago. Um, when you or maybe Michael Wilson, uh, so someone showed it to me. But I think it's super cool. How cool would it be to have a tank with like blind Lamper Logos, blind cave tetras, tetras and, um, well, that's probably it. I was going to say blind catfish, but maybe. I just, I bet the blind cichlids and catfish would kind of compete for the same niche in the tank. And I wouldn't want to do that. Um, Michael Wentworth, check the spelling on guaranteed. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> oh, that would have been embarrassing if I released that. Check spelling. Okay. On. How did I spell it? Oh, I put the A first. Thank you. Yep that is a good catch i'm so glad i showed you guys this now i wasn't going to do that but i am excited about it so (laughs) guaranteed is spelled wrong thanks james (laughs) i appreciate it oh man mike l little mike big l facebook ads look great you spelled guaranteed wrong yeah i I got it i just saw that Papa rock. Welcome. Glad you're here. We've had a good time. I hope you watch the replay. It's been a good one. Michael Wentworth. Happy to help. I'm in rapid. I'll take a fish room tour in exchange for catching errors. All right. All right. So I am going to do a tour. Um, In fact, I've been wanting to do one for a while, but I haven't had enough new inventory come in for a while to kind of justify it because I'd be showing you the same stuff. So now that stuff's rolling again, Um, Give me a couple weeks to get everything stocked up with new stuff and then I'll I'll do a tour again for sure. All right. Yes, Papa Rock, everyone caught it. Everyone caught it. I can't spell guaranteed. I guarantee you that I can't spell guaranteed. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We've been going for almost two hours, so it's, it's probably soon here. Time to call it. Before I call it, though, I want to give everyone a chance. If you have a question or comment that you really want to get done tonight, leave it now, and I'll get to it. Um, we'll get through that last little flurry that come in, if any do, and then we'll call it time. Um, I don't like stretching a live stream out you know for no reason so we'll get a few more questions and comments and then give you a chance to do that we'll get through those and then we'll shut it down While we're waiting for those to come in um thanks everyone for being here especially all you new folks thanks for being here we reached 121 viewers today which is amazing since our previous record was what was it bob 80 something 90 something so that's really good for us the little channel that could that's what we are um if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to, uh, you know, maybe once this uploads, since we're about to end it now, but, you know, share it out, like, subscribe, notification bells, all that schmaz, all the YouTubers are always begging you to do. There's no pressure. But if you're like, yeah, I've been meaning to do that and just haven't got to it yet. Here's your friendly reminder. You're in Rapid. Oh, wait, Michael Wentworth, you're in Rapid City? I thought you meant like a video tour. Michael, come on over anytime. Like, email me, dan at dansfish.com, and I would be thrilled to have you over and give you a tour. Um, I'm so far, you know, I'm in Sheridan, Wyoming, which, as you know, is far from <laughs> any metropolitan mecca, um, that it's been a – I don't get many people over to geek out with fish on – And I don't get a lot of people over to show my fish room to and give tours. So you're absolutely invited. Just send me an email. We can set up a time. And by the way, I'd love to hear what the scene is like in Rapid. If there's a few fish rooms there, then it might be worth a trip over to, you know, make some fish room tour videos with you guys or stuff like that. I'd love doing that. Chewy LTD, I would rather have a biotope with the blind lampralogus with the elephant nose as well. different kind of tetras for the Congo type, a biotype in a big tank. Yes, it was me that showed you. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if you could do a biotope, that would be awesome. I wonder, if, uh, I don't know if elephant nose with lamprologus, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe. I always think of elephant nose as like easily picked on, I guess, um, it's kind of scaleless thing going on, but yeah, buy it with them would be fantastic. Michael Wentworth. If I make the drive West, do you allow in person pickup for fish. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to meet you in person. Beer is on me. Oh, yeah. D- come on, come on over. <laughs> I'll show you the black tooth. It's a great place. Um, but yeah, I, so Technically, like this is less. I don't show this a lot on YouTube, but technically this is an actual fish store. It's open to the public. Um, People come over like local people come over and shop and all that stuff. Yeah. Come on over. Just uh, just let me know, though, so I can make sure that I can find a time when I can actually pay attention to you and show you around and, and all that stuff. But yeah, send me an email. Dan at dancefish.com. I'm excited. Let's do this. Medina Aquatics. How many threadfin fin rainbow fish would make a good group? Start falling in love with rainbow fish since joining your YouTube channel. Well, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I could spread the sickness. <laughs> um, I like a big group of thread fins, honestly. In fact, I was tempted at one time and I still might do it someday in this 125 gallon to put like, 150-200 thread fins in there um, but I like that fish in a nice big group how big a tank you got like that's that's really the, the factor let's say okay what's a common size tank let's say a, a 55 gallon I put 30 of them in there easy if not 40 or 50 I think that they would look spectacular they're small fish so they would kind of group out and then you'd see the males, that would be enough that pretty much constantly, if you have some plants in there or spawning mops, pretty much constantly, you would see a few males displaying all the time. Uh, that's what you want. You want enough thread fins that there's frequent display happening because their display, there's nothing like it. There's some amazing fish displays out there. There's some amazing like territory and spawning displays, but the threadfin rainbow, I can't I'm not saying they're the most more beautiful than every other fish, but I can't think of another fish that's as beautiful as them when they're displaying. They're fantastic. Michael Wentworth, would love to. Incoming email. Awesome. I'm I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it. When I lived in California, I used to like have people over all the time and we'd I show them the fish and we'd geek out about fish. And then, you know, I'd go to their place and they'd show me their fish. And there was a whole community that now is largely online for me since I live so far away from most fish hobbyists. But I miss that. I miss that a lot. Gansley agreed on the thread fence all about the interaction. Yeah. Get enough that those that you got some display going on fairly constantly and you will not regret it. Okay. Thanks everybody. Um, for the super chats, thank you so much, Bob special shout out to you. Um, even if Bob never super chatted, he would be an invaluable part of this channel in the larger fish tube community. But with the super chats, man, that's, that's amazing. That's icing on the cake. I appreciate it. But everyone else that super chatted. Thank you as well. All the amazing customers that are here or anyone using get gills. Thanks. Um, All the great comments and questions that made this lively. Appreciate it. Everyone that helped each other. um, Justin, Woody, Dan, thanks for carrying killifish. Oh, you're welcome. I want to carry more. I have a supplier. I've just got to get the new facility and then I'll have some amazing, cool killifish pretty constantly. Um, Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. I have to think. Oh, wait, there's two. More comments. Okay, I'll get to those in just a minute. All you lurkers, I'm with you. I lurk all the time. Two quick comments and then we're done. Richard Crackle, are the female thread fins going to be the same price as the males? Um, I think this batch is going to be more. Um, I have to, first off, those that price on those males, what are they, 450. I think that's like the lowest price I've ever seen. I don't know how much you guys usually pay for thread fins locally or whatever. But that's already super low. I think the females are probably, I hate to do this off the top of my head. My guess is right around $6, give or take a bit. Um, They were a little more and um, writing out the female female thread fin saga over a few batches. um, I think that's where I'll need to price them. But I don't know for sure yet, but that's off the top of my head, Richard. That's my guess. Dance Lee, thanks for the stream and Dance Fish. Congrats on the record breaking. Have a good night. All right. Everyone, good night. Appreciate you. I'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain time. Until then, I hope you have a good one. Um, bye bye.